This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. We've got uh, an awesome show today. Later on the program, of course, our Hot 5. We'll be counting down Hot 5 apps of the week. This week, it's fishing apps. We'll also be talking about what's streaming on Netflix, Prime, Amazon Prime Video, and Crave TV. We also have tons of tips and apps of the week. Everything from Facebook tips to uh, iPhone tips. Got the latest uh, fitness app uh, as well. Also, uh, our crazy app uh, of the week, which is uh, always delightful. Graham, thanks for joining us in the studio today. Always happy to be here. So uh, lots of uh, app news uh, happening. Uh, remember the Strava Fitness app? I do. That was basically, um, by default, uh, basically revealing everyone's location as they exercise mm-hmm. and, uh, in essence, revealing a lot of secret military bases around the world. Mm-hmm. It uh, now has quietly added a new opt-out for that controversial heat map. It almost seems like that should maybe be an opt-in. Right? Well, that would uh, not suit them, though, right? (laughs) Location did obviously being a huge thing right now. And um, for Strava to add this feature is kind of a a no-brainer. And I think a lot of location-based apps really need to be looking at this in the future because there are sensitive places where we don't necessarily want lots of people knowing where lots of people are going. So this one was kind of a no-brainer. Glad to see they added it. Google uh, is now integrating uh, into iMessages, uh, into the app drawer. This is just rolling out in the U.S. right now, but uh, it'll allow uh, iPhone users who use iMessage and who doesn't if you're on an iPhone uh, to access uh, a lot of uh, Google searches and information without leaving the messaging app. I'm finding actually that the apps on uh, iMessage are very, very handy. I've been using quite a few of them, but I've got to say, and I'm just going to voice a little bit of uh, you know dissent here, I'm really happy with Spotify's use. You can search for a song and link the song directly within iMessage. Uh, Apple Music completely fails for me here. This is, it's the weirdest thing. You can share a song that you've recently played, but you can't search for that song in iMessage. You actually have to go out to the music app, play it, and then come back to share it. Um, I, you know, I, I love Apple Music, but uh, I'm actually loving Spotify quite a bit more for that. So explain to uh, listeners out there, many people have iPhones, but they might not realize that uh, they... Uh, also have access to apps inside of iMessage. Yeah, so basically when you've got your iMessage window, on the left-hand side you'll see the camera and then you'll see the app icon. Now if you tap on that, it's going to bring up the app drawer and you can actually swipe that up a little bit more to get even more access to your apps. Along the bottom you'll see uh, the app store, you'll see image search, uh, if you've got an iPhone 10, you'll see an emoji, uh, and you'll see all of the apps that you can you can play with. There's also, on uh, the far right-hand side, you'll see three dots, which is your more, uh, which a lot of applications out there will actually have an iMessage app built into them as well. So if you scroll down, um, you know, if you've got something like Shazam, you can actually add that into your app drawer as well by hitting edit and then hitting the plus to add that into the list. Um, some of these things do some really cool stuff. Again, you can search for music with Spotify and share the songs. Uh, some of them are kind of silly. Uh, your app stickers are in there as well. Uh, I've got a really fun one from Lilo and Stitch, which is a Disney movie, and you can drop Stitch onto things, which is absolutely silly for an adult to do, but I do anyway. So uh, lots of cool little features in iMessage apps, and they're, they're easy to access when you know where they are. Also in app news this week, uh, Bumble, which is a very popular dating app. Uh, I know lots of uh, folks that use that. Uh, they're banning images of guns from user photos. <laughs> what kind of crazy person puts their dating profile picture of them holding a gun? You know, I've got nothing. I really don't. I just... I'm seeing some pictures of paintball guns there, so I guess if you're a huge uh, paintball aficionado, maybe that's it. But um, if a firearm is part of your identity, maybe Bumble's not the uh, the app for you anymore. Uh, 
In addition to banning the photos, uh, Bumble's also asking uh, its users to report anyone with a gun in their profile uh, photo. This comes uh, amid uh, renewed attention on gun control control following uh, the Parkland uh, uh, Florida school shooting. Yeah, but not glorifying weapons, I think, is probably a good step towards uh, moving to maybe perhaps a safer society. Did you look at this uh, student addicted? Uh, students addicted to smartphones. There's an app that will uh, reward you for breaking your habit. It's kind of neat. I mean, the idea here, of course, is that we want to see people spending less time with screen time. Mark Zuckerberg has actually said that he wants to see fewer people interacting with Facebook. I mean. The big question there is, were people already doing that? And was that sort of a good move for him on an earnings call? We don't really know. But, uh, you know, reducing our dependence on smartphones is good. I was actually on the train this morning and uh, I was sitting there working away, writing some stuff actually for the show today. And uh, a few people got on and remarked that everybody was on their phone. I actually felt a little insulted because I'm like, well, hang on, I'm, I'm doing something productive here. But I looked around and we, everybody did have that sort of, you know, kinked neck, staring down into the phone, you know, thousand yard stare. Kind of thing going on. So, what does this app do? It's called the Hold app. It uh, launched in Norway over in Europe. Uh, it's aimed at university students and rewards you for avoiding uh, your smartphone. Uh, the app is also rolling out in the UK uh, this week here as well, and uh, you get uh, rewarded uh, with points that uh, can be turned into discounted uh, movie tickets. That's cool, uh, or even a free box of popcorn. So, spend less time on your phone, more time in the movies. Got it. So uh, how it works is university students that are using the Hold app can accumulate points for every 20 minutes that they don't use their smartphone. Uh, And this is between 7 a.m. and 11 p.m. So sleep doesn't count. (laughs) And so once you have enough points, you can then exchange them for uh, different things in the app's marketplace. So uh, these points can be used uh, at a number of places over there in Europe. Uh, Cafe Nero, which is a popular coffee chain, Amazon, uh, Ugly Drinks, and Flow Motion. So... uh, I think it's kind of cool. I've got an old iPhone 5. I wonder if I could install the app and just kind of leave it at home and kind of rack up some points. you got to game the system, really, is where, where we're going with that one. You, you um, love gaming the system. Speaking of which, did you hear about the Oculus Rift headset issue that happened earlier this week? No. So this is kind of interesting. Oculus Rift headsets, these are the virtual reality headsets that you put on to enter the virtual world. Uh, Oculus Rift owned by Facebook. And earlier this week, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, Fine, upstanding nerds out there put these things on, and they were not able to connect with the virtual world. Uh, There was an expired certificate. So basically, as they went to boot up to the Oculus runtime service, uh, this thing kind of essentially flatlined on them. Um, you know, when we're talking about the uh, this this brave new world where people are connecting online through virtual and augmented reality, uh, this is probably the worst thing that can happen. You go to log in, and there's nothing there anymore. It's kind of the virtual apocalypse. How are they doing with these Oculus? Headsets. Well, it's, it's they're not doing too badly. I mean, there's a couple out there. You know, Valve and HTC partnered on the HTC Vive. Oculus Rift is doing their thing. Um, they are selling far better than I thought they would. Um, you know, HTC is actually coming out with a with a new Vive later, later this year. We've heard rumblings that other companies are getting into the space, so it seems like it's profitable enough that people are getting into it. The big winner here has actually been Sony. With the PlayStation? The PlayStation VR, it's not as powerful uh, because it's powered by, uh, you know, a PlayStation or PlayStation Pro, which if you have a high-end gaming PC, the gaming PC will always have better quality graphics. But uh, it's sort of a a good enough solution for most people out there. It's inexpensive enough for most people out there. Um, And there are some really great games. Uh, I I downloaded and played a new game earlier this week called Moss, which uh, has you follow a... uh, 
a young mouse and she is a hero in this world and basically you are essentially cooperating with her to tell this amazing adventure story it's incredibly charming probably one of the guest, best gaming experiences i've ever had that was the app news of this week let's uh give some love out to our iphone listeners iphone tip of the week unleash the power of your ios device what do we got, Graham? So this week's iPhone tip of the week is silencing Siri when you need it to be quiet. So Siri can be a very good, possibly even great resource for you when you're on the go. But sometimes you don't want it to reply out loud, especially when you're in crowded situations out in public, on the train, that sort of thing. So to make the answers more discreet, go to settings, uh, go to Siri and voice and tap on voice feedback. From here, you've got three options. One is called always on which means that Siri will always respond with voice, so it's always going to speak the replies to you. Uh, the second one is control with switch, so essentially you can mute that response and you'll just see it on screen. Uh, if the phone's in mute or if the phone is not in mute, Siri will, re- will reply to you. Or there's hands-free only, which is great for using Siri in the car where you shouldn't be staring at the screen, or with headphones, so it's great if you've got AirPods or something like that. So this, that's this week's iPhone tip of the week, silencing Siri when you need it to be quiet. When we come back from the break, still lots more... Uh... In the app show here, we uh, will be chatting with uh, Samir Chabra from Mobile Syrup about BlackBerry. They're going after Facebook and Instagram and WhatsApp, saying that uh, those uh, guys, all owned by Facebook, uh, are infringing on some patents that they have when it comes to messaging. Can BlackBerry win? What's it all about? Well, we'll find out uh, what's happening with that. You're listening to the app show with Mike Agarbo and Graham Williams here on CKNW 980 and the Chorus Radio Network. We will be back after this. You are back with the App Show. We still have a lot more to talk about in the world of apps. Before we get there, uh, let's chat about BlackBerry. This is uh, kind of interesting. BlackBerry uh, used to be the uh, tech darling of Canada. Uh, f- fallen on harder times uh, lately, but have uh, kind of made a comeback. Uh, really big into the uh, security uh, software side of uh, the world now. Uh, but uh, this week, uh, they've announced that uh, they're going after Facebook. Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, uh, suing them, uh, basically saying uh, that uh, they've uh, infringed on some of their um, their IP or their intellectual property. On the line, we've uh, got our friend Samir Chabra from Mobile Syrup. Thanks for joining us, Samir. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So what is going on? Why is BlackBerry going after Facebook? That is a fantastic question, and I think that if any of us are able to answer that question, we'll be able to get to the bottom of... I, I suppose a lot of BlackBerry's financial problems, uh, if they even have any. That's the thing. This is It sort of came up out of nowhere, um, and it's a little surprising. So they actually filed suit uh, in U.S. federal court uh, in Los Angeles. It's a 117-page court filing. Uh, they're claiming that the three companies named in the suit uh, developed applications, apps that improperly used BlackBerry's mobile messaging intellectual property. Uh, you know, I think uh, many people over the years uh, have used BBM, uh, that was uh, kind of a, a thing that set them apart from the, a lot of the other smartphone manufacturers. Uh, do you think that these companies, uh, or sorry, Facebook, uh, has, has taken some of that technology? Now, see, here's the thing, and I do want to be very careful about this. I, I will specify I am a tech journalist, I am not a lawyer, and I'm certainly not an IP lawyer. Um, so do take what I say with a grain of salt. However, like you said, a lot of us have used BBM, um, and I'm sure a lot of us have also used Facebook Messenger, and I'm sure a lot of us use WhatsApp and Instagram on a daily basis. That question of have these companies taken 
something from BlackBerry uh, without, you know, dutifully paying BlackBerry in, in a sense. When you look at what precisely BlackBerry is uh, is saying, uh, is alleging uh, took place, they're saying things like timestamps on messages um, were taken. They're saying things like, um, and this actually is one of my favorite ones, uh, they're saying features like allowing users to more easily interact while playing electronic games um, is an example of how Facebook has infringed on BlackBerry's copyright. And of course, when you have things like uh, message timestamps, something that is used in almost every single messaging platform um, on the planet, uh, it's tough to sort of separate between who took from whom. And then you have a feature that, and, and again, allowing users to more easily interact while playing electronic games. That's something that uh, Xbox Live allows people to do. That's something that uh, PlayStation uh, communication platform allows people to do. Um, if you've ever spoken to a friend while playing World of Warcraft, uh, just by, by talking to them uh, using a headset, that's also something that Blizzard has allowed uh, players to do. So it, it's tough to delineate between what is clear-cut patent infringement and what is simply a matter of a company holding a patent that other companies have sort of... Again, not even piggybacked off of, but who, who companies offer a service that is similar to what one company holds a patent on. I find it fascinating. Like you said, there's so many different platforms that are, are you know, apparently using, uh, you know, some of these innovations, uh, so to speak. I wonder why they went after Facebook first. I, I guess they're probably the giant out there. They are, yes. Facebook is a, you know, a social media, social networking behemoth. They are one of the most popular, I'd say they're probably the most popular social network on the planet and certainly one of the most visited websites and most used applications uh, on the planet. It is interesting to note, however, that BlackBerry did say that they've already engaged in, quote-unquote, several years of dialogue with Facebook, but that they're now suing because, again, quote, we also have an obligation to our shareholders to pursue appropriate legal remedies. So it, it, earlier I said this sort of seemed like it came out of nowhere, but, of course, if you look at Inside Baseball and if you, if you take BlackBerry's statement... Um, and if you take BlackBerry's statement at face value, then it seems that BlackBerry's been pursuing uh, this issue for quite some time now. I guess they have nothing to lose, <laughs> really, do they? Well, it's interesting. It's interesting that you say they have nothing to lose, because, of course, we don't really know what, what they could possibly lose in this un until it goes to court. But should a judge, should a U.S. district judge um, or a uh, should a U.S. judge rule on this issue, um, their determination could possibly set precedent for how future messaging applications go about doing business. Um, if, for instance, a U.S. judge states, and of course this is paraphrasing what might be said, and it, it, it's speculation, so do take it with a grain of salt, if they say that, yes, Facebook must pay X amount of money to BlackBerry, and every subsequent company that offers a service similar to what BBM offered in terms of having timestamps and so forth needs to pay money to BlackBerry. That means that all of a sudden uh, you can't make a mobile application without potentially infringing on BlackBerry's patent. I mean, this could have major repercussions. You talked about Xbox and PlayStation and all these video games uh, that may potentially be infringing uh, on, on some of these patents. Um, I mean, if if they do win, uh, this could be 
uh, huge. It could be multi-millions of dollars a, a year. And that's why I don't necessarily think that this is going to be resolved in court. I, I think, and again, speculation, I think that BlackBerry and Facebook are going to eventually settle out of court for an undisclosed sum of money. Maybe they'll disclose a sum of money because this kind of patent suit would be would be groundbreaking. Yeah, and it would change many, many things and make BlackBerry, I think, rich <laughs> if they if they if they won. Uh, yes, it would certainly it would certainly bolster a company's uh, assets. Yes, certainly. Who knew BlackBerry Messenger was so valuable? We're talking with Samir Chabra from Mobile Syrup, a fantastic website, mobilesyrup.com, for getting all your mobile news uh, and needs. Samir, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you again for having me. Let's switch gears now and get uh, our game app of the week. Graham, what do we got? So this week's game of the week is Evoland 2. It's a game that takes you from gaming's 2D 8-bit roots and evolves through the eras of gaming as you progress through the world. It's a role-playing game with over 20 hours of gameplay letting you fight, shoot, and battle your way through a fun and complex story. This is a game is a great throwback to the games of the 80s and 90s. It's been lovingly adapted for iPhone and Apple TV. It actually sold over half a million copies on PC. So that's pretty cool. It sells for about $10, so it's not cheap, but there's a lot of gaming goodness under the hood in Evoland 2, which is why it's this week's Game of the Week. When we come back from the break, there's so much more uh, here on the app show. Uh, Our Hot 5 is coming up this week. It's Hot 5 Fishing Apps. If you're uh, an angler or uh, know someone who is, you'll want to stay tuned for that. We'll also uh, be doing our Facebook Tip of the Week. And, of course, coming up uh, in the program, streaming. What's streaming on Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV? Some great uh, movies and shows for you to check out. For the app show, this is Mike and Graham. We'll be back right after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike and Graham here in studio. We still uh, have the Hot Five coming up. If you're an angler into fishing, know someone who is, we've got the top, or sorry, the Hot Five fishing app. So stay tuned for that. Before we get there, though, Graham, you've got a Facebook tip of the week for us. What do you got? Yes, indeed I do. So this week's Facebook tip of the week is using the QR code scanner to add friends or unlock content online. So QR codes are those funky square barcodes that you'll see on things like posters and attached to products. They're pretty much everywhere now, and they're great for being directed to websites or for adding friends to Facebook through the built-in QR code scanner. So to find this thing, you're going to tap the menu button in the bottom right-hand corner. You're going to scroll down and tap QR code. You'll see it opens up your camera, and you can then use your camera to scan that code if it's again on a poster or product Uh, you can actually import a picture with a code on it so if you've taken a picture with a qr code and it's gone into your photo library you can grab it from there or you can tap qr code in the top right and then we'll actually show you the qr code for your facebook profile which other people can scan and you can either post that to your timeline send it in a message or just hold out your phone and somebody can scan it that way so that's this week's facebook tip of the week using the qr code scanner thanks graham weekly app hot five it's that time where we uh Reveal our Hot 5. This week, it's the Hot 5 fishing apps. Are you a a big fisherman? I've played Go Fish once or twice. (laughs) Starting off here in the Hot 5, Hot 5 fishing apps, Fishity, fishing reports and maps. Find nearby fishing spots and real-time reports on interactive waterway maps with what they say is the number one location-based fishing app to log all of your catches. And in combination with the Fishity website, the Fishity app gives anglers access to unique fish catching tools and proven fishing tips powered by fishing hotspots. A trusted name in the industry for 40 plus uh, years. Number four on the Hot Five this week, uh, a fishing game. 
So this is uh, Fishing Hook, and Fishing Hook is a game for both iOS and Android. So yeah, you're not actually pulling in real fish here, but if, like me, you are more connected to your phone than your fishing rod, you can push a button and uh, pull in the fish uh, by pulling back on your phone or by uh, by actually pulling back on the screen. So your challenge here is to catch bigger, stronger fish, uh, upgrade your gear, and uh, basically set the record of the fish was this big. Number three on the Hot 5 this week, Hot 5 Fishing Apps, we've got Pro Angler. Pro Angler is kind of a fun one. So this is the, the app that you're going to use to find where the fish are and what they're biting on uh, from local pros each and every week. The quote here says, if you haven't heard of this app, you've been living under a barnacle somewhere. So Pro Angler provides location-specific reports and fishing advice from a hand-picked team of veteran captains. Also includes regulations and fishing techniques for individual species, along with tide charts and weather data. Sounds like a pretty cool app. Number two on the Hot 5 this week, Hot 5 Fishing Apps. Uh, very popular one. This is the number one boating app in the world, Boating US and Canada. They've got uh, boating apps for all the different uh, regions in the world, but uh, since we're in Canada, we'll talk about this one here. Uh, a favorite among cruisers, sailors, fishermen and, fishermen and divers. You can find the same detailed charts and advanced features as on the best GPS plotters. This app includes Navionics uh, Plus subscription. It uh, goes for uh, $20.99 for this particular one. To subscribe to other areas, you can do that and just add regions. Uh, there's also a free version available in the store that offers basic features, uh, and you can upgrade to the Navionics Plus boating app. Number one fishing app this week, Graham, it's uh, Fish Brain, fish social brain. fishing. What do you get when you bring a fishing app and Facebook together, <laughs> I guess? Uh, fish Brain is what they claim is the world's best fishing app, hands down. There's over uh, 3.5 million recorded catches and over 1.7 million fishing location, uh, locations at home and around the world. You can see where the fish are biting and what baits to use, and uh, you can fish with the world's most accurate and data-driven fishing forecast. And every catch you log makes it better. So it's kind of crowdsourcing things. You can also uh, connect with other anglers. You can share your catches uh, with real anglers. So it's got that whole uh, social connection. You can have fishing conversations, Graham. Yeah, and there's also a premium subscription, so it's available with uh, some all of these features, well, a lot of these features through the, the regular app, but with the premium app, you can uh, plan some smart fishing with a fishing forecast. Uh, you can unlock all of the uh, shared catch positions, which is great, and you can explore more effective bait. So that's about 75 bucks a year. Is that all? That's all. <laughs> You've got to be really into fishing. About $10 a month, so not too bad. When we come back from the break here on the App Show, it's Travel App of the Week. So stay tuned. Mike and Graham for the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. We will be back shortly after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Graham Williams. Before we get to uh, what's streaming on Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Crave TV, you've got a fitness app of the week for us, uh, Graham. Yes, I do. The fitness app of the week for this week is Nike Plus Run Club. So this is available for both iOS and Android. And Nike Plus Run Club is a fitness app that works for both Apple Watch and Android Wear to track your runs to help you go that extra mile. So Run Club tracks and stores everything that you do in the way of running. It helps you to improve with coaching, uh, but it's actually in-app coaching from Nike coaches and athletes, including things like audio guys. Um, so these are guides that will actually tap into either Apple Music or Spotify. So it'll play the songs and it will play motivation uh, to you in real time as well. It also has a social community where your friends can cheer you on while you're running. So when you're running, say you've got your AirPods in, you can hear from them that they have cheered you on, giving you that little extra boost. So this is a free app that will help with some incredible features uh, that'll help you kick things up into uh, top gear. So that's why it's this week's Apple of the Week, uh, Nike Plus Run Club. Thanks, Graham. Streaming this week. 
This is the part of the uh, program here on the App Show where we talk about some of the uh, cool movies and uh, television programs uh, coming out on the streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, and Crave TV. We're going to start off uh, with uh, Netflix uh, this week here, the Stanford Prison Experiment. Good afternoon, gentlemen. This experiment will be an extension of my research into the effects prisons can have on human behavior. You're going to be pleased to know that you all have been chosen to be the prison guards. But under no circumstances whatsoever are you to physically assault the prisoners in any way. So remember, just as you were watching the prisoners, my graduate staff and I will be watching you. This is an excellent movie. It's starring Billy Crudup. Uh... Did you ever read this in psychology class? So I read this, and I also saw some of the video footage from it um, back in the day. This is actually, it's, it's a terrifying thing to, to see, and obviously for people to experience. This is a, an actual uh, experiment uh, done uh, down in the U.S. and University back in the 70s, uh, where they took a bunch of students, made some of them guards and some of them prisoners, and it did not end well. Well, and I mean, this is sort of one of those things where you take a look at the private prison phenomenon down in the States, and you wonder, really... Uh, knowing that we have this data, knowing that we have this information, how do they manage to go down that path? And yet here we are so many years later. We don't learn. Also here on Netflix this week, uh, Born in China, official Earth Day. Disney Nature proudly invites you to its most ambitious film yet. A groundbreaking journey inside the breathtaking wilds of China. I don't know, Graham, I'm a sucker for these uh, these nature documentaries. And this one is is beautiful. Uh, done by Disney, uh, so you know the quality is up there. You know, if you've got one of these uh, big 4K TVs, uh, this is definitely something you should watch. And basically covers uh, just, uh, you know, wonderful landscapes of China and all the different animals that live there. I'm taking a quick look at the uh, the trailer here, and that actually does look incredibly beautiful. Do you watch Broadchurch? I loved Broadchurch. British series. Uh, last season, uh, they investigated the murder of a, a child uh, in an English town. Uh, back for season three here on Netflix. Hi, my name's Ellie. I'm a detective with Wessex Police. You called about an attack? This was an opportunity. We have a sexual predator who is a danger to the public. Our son died. I am Danny's dad. I'm not going to stop until I know I've done right by you. I love this series. Uh, Again, uh, season three. I haven't seen season three yet, uh, but really looking forward to it on Netflix. I absolutely loved this with uh, with David Tennant, who did play the Doctor in Doctor Who uh, a few years ago. And actually, Jodie Whittaker, who was in season one, is actually going to be the 13th Doctor uh, coming up this fall. So kind of a bit of a tie-in there. Uh, across both those actors. Now, the great Netflix uh, documentary this week, Ladies First. She was a child who went in search of survival. And then look at the heights to which she's been able to rise. Indianese archer Deepika Kumari has raised India's hope for medal in Rio Olympics. Deepika Kumari in tears. This is a a great uh, documentary about uh, a young uh, Indian girl who uh, was an archer, lived in relative poverty, uh, but uh, became very good at the sport and actually competed in the Rio Olympics. Oh, looking forward to seeing it. Uh, lots of subtitles, but uh, very, very uh, uplifting. You know, if you have uh, girls uh, or just want a, a great uplifting story, this is definitely one to check out on Netflix. Also on Netflix this week, Riverdale Season 2. When I was younger, we used to come here every summer whenever my dad could sneak away for a weekend. 
Monica wasn't kidding. It really was the last house on the left. I'll help you with the bags. Riverdale, based uh, on the Archie comic book series and nothing like the comic book series. This is a very dark, uh, uh, I guess, teen take on it. I, I've never actually seen Riverdale, but all I can picture in my head is the comic, and I'm just kind of confused right now. Are you? Yep. Well, uh, very popular. I think it's in conjunction with the CW Network. Uh, it's done very well. Actually filmed in uh, Vancouver. And uh, uh, if you were into Archie uh, or have teens, definitely check it out well, on Netflix Season 2. As they say, the attractive yet non-threatening cast of another CW show. Got it. <laughs> uh, if uh, you have Amazon Prime, Many people don't know this. Uh, you also have Amazon Prime Video, and that's like a Netflix uh, with lots of uh, great movies and uh, shows. Uh, this week on Amazon Prime Aftermath. The airplane that your wife and daughter were traveling in has had a very unfortunate accident. It is the worst news that anyone will ever receive. Can Arnold Schwarzenegger act? He can, actually. Oh. This is uh, a movie starring uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and uh, unfortunately his wife and daughter uh, were on a plane that uh, had an accident, crashed, and uh, I guess dealing with the aftermath of it. And I believe he's the actual uh, air- airplane disaster investigator in this as well. Oh, so deeply tied into uh, finding out what happened. Yeah, it's uh, it's not bad. Did you see that movie with him, uh, Maggie? I did not. Yeah, I think it's like a kind of a zombie type movie. Okay. Uh, you know, again, he had a daughter that was turning into a zombie. Yeah, you know what? It wasn't bad. You're used to Arnold Schwarzenegger in all the action movies, but I think he's trying to take more of a dramatic turn in some of these new ones that he's, uh, he's I th- doing. I think it's one of these things where if you are cast as one of his family members in a movie, th- things are probably not going to go well for you. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be a wife or a, a son, son or, or a daughter, daughter yeah, just, in, in his movies because it doesn't end well for you. So uh, also uh, on uh, Amazon Prime, Tommy's Honor. Your station in life was set before you were born. I can't decide you are, and I can't you'll be. I will see. What else would you be doing? I'll be a golfer. Movie starring Sam Neill. Love every movie that guy's in. Yeah, I can see uh, a few more Jurassic Parks with him, and it would be great. That would be good. Uh, a movie uh, set back uh, a little while ago and uh, about uh, a father and son, and son, uh, I guess, is a caddy and dreams of being a professional golfer mm. back in the olden days. I dig it. Uh, on Crave TV, one of my favorite shows right now, they're streaming it uh, weekly, Counterparts with J.K. Simmons. Do you have any idea how lucky you are? No one, no one gets to meet that other. Other? 30 years ago, during the Cold War, there was an experiment. Something went wrong. They opened up a passage. When you go through this door, you come out the other side, you're in another world, identical to ours. There was one reality, and then it duplicated. We share genetics, childhood. I want to know how you became so different. So this is uh, an amazing sci-fi Cold War spy espionage uh, show. I know you haven't watched it yet, uh, yet, Graham, but you're missing out. Well, I've seen the first couple of episodes. I'm actually banking the next few because I'm going to have a binge day with this. Oh, it just I'm, it gets better and better. I'm, I'm, I'm going to dig into it soon, so we'll, we'll chat about it. That's all we have for streaming this week. Uh, let's go to the crazy app of the week, uh, Graham. And this one is uh, kind of cool if you are expecting. It's called Call Me Baby. It's an app that will name your baby for you. But the question is, 
would you let an app name your baby? So, so where's the risk here? What's the what, what's the? <laughs> well, you don't have to take the name. Okay, uh, but uh, it actually has thousands of names uh, built into it, and it uses artificial intelligence and algorithms uh, to come up with both uh, girl and boy names. So, what you do as a prospective parent, you fill out uh, all sorts of info about uh, you know your own names, uh, names of siblings, you know name meanings that you would like. Uh, maybe even the letter of the alphabet uh, that uh, you would like the name to start with. And it goes through and actually gives you uh, a number of uh, names. It's got 25,000 names from 12 different uh, uh, areas. So everything from uh, American to Arabic, Chinese, Indian, Japanese, Muslim, Persian, Spanish. It's got it all. And it's got uh, 75,000 name meanings and characteristics as well. That's kind of cool. I think that they should actually have it so that you're contractually obligated to take the name, though. Contractually yeah. obligated, or or like a superhero setting where they make sure that the name's alliterative. So it, you know the first name and the last name. You've got like a you know like a Wade Williams or something like that. I'd be I'd be into that. I when think. we come back from the break, we will be covering travel app of the week. Stay tuned. You're listening to the App Show with Mike and Graham here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show, Mike and Graham uh, in studio today. It's Travel App of the Week, and this is, I think, a must-have feature. Uh, and we are going to talk about Google Maps, but it works on Apple Maps as well. Google Offline Maps. Yeah, so essentially the idea here is if you are traveling and you don't want to be using your data package, uh, and you still want to be able to do things like get directions, see routes, use navigation, search for locations, you can actually download the data, and you can download this by region. So the idea here is that you're going to have to open up Google Maps on your iPhone, your iPad, on your Android device. You have to be connected to the internet to get this to work off the bat. So if you're already somewhere and you don't have data, uh, find a Starbucks, find some Wi-Fi. Uh, and you're going to have to sign into Google Maps with your account. You search for a place, and at the bottom, you're going to see that little triple dot icon, the little, little, little menu down there. Uh, from there, you can select Download Offline Map. Now, what this will do is it will download the vector-based data, and it will download the information data, um, because those are the things that don't take up as much space. And you'll be able to, again, download this by region. Most regions that i found are usually in the sort of 30 to 40 megabyte range. So typically, if you're on fairly fast Wi-Fi, it should download quickly. And that will give you, again, the ability to uh, get directions and see routes, to use navigation, and to search for locations. So it's basically kind of like your old offline GPS. This is cool because, uh, yes, it saves you on data. But there's sometimes uh, when you're traveling and you don't want to be roaming and, and you know, getting a big roaming bill. So uh, if you don't have uh, cellular service uh, in an area you're going to, this is a great way to pre-plan and actually download those maps ahead of time so you don't have to worry about uh, that. Yeah, and the nice thing as well is you can sort of maintain the data. So after you're done in an area, you can actually pop into that same menu, find the area that's listed and delete that data so it's not taking up space on your phone. Although nowadays, you know, even 100 megs isn't that much on our phones. Uh, one thing that we should say here, though, is that offline maps aren't available in some regions because of contractual obligations. Uh, there's some issues with language support, address formats. So sometimes you will not be able to download this. If that's the case, there are a number of third-party mapping applications out there that probably will have that because, again, it is a licensed map issue. So before you go somewhere, uh, before you get there, uh, check to make sure that the area is available for downloading uh, instead of getting there, hopping on Wi-Fi and hoping for the best. That was your travel app of the week. That's all the time we have left on the app show. Don't forget to listen to our sister show every Saturday at 10 a.m. here on the Chorus Radio Network uh, on CKNW 980. Also available on uh, other stations as well, so check uh, your listings. Get connected. 
a great one-hour look at all the latest tech news, gadgets, and reviews. For the App Show this week, this is Mike Agarbo and Graham Williams signing off. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.